This is Thoughts on the Table by DisgracesOnTheMenu.com. Hello and welcome back to Thoughts on the Table, the audio blog on food and food culture. Paolo back for another episode with two new guests tonight, because we're recording at 6.30 tonight. And with me is Raffaele Asquer and Roberto Croci from Foodiamo.com. Hi, guys. Ciao. Hi, ciao. How are you guys? We'll just say ciao. We can say hi, how are you? <laughs> we can say ciao. I'm sure ciao. it's pretty international. Uh, so, a little backstory. As usual, I've been talking with Raffaele, especially, uh, for quite some time now. And uh, I've uh, learned about Fudiamo through the social networks. It's a great project, and I wanted to know more about it. So, I asked Raffaele if uh, it would be possible to have him over as a guest for this podcast. So, he accepted, and he brought Roberto, who with him manages uh, the website, and is also a, a chief editor. So, welcome to the podcast. It's nice to have you. Uh, I'll start over with, uh, with the first question that uh, for people that don't know you already, uh, I have to ask. You probably have answered it a hundred times. Uh, how was Fudiamo born? And really, how has it evolved over time? Before we say this, uh, we would like to tell your, your guests, your listeners, that right now, being 6.30, 7 o'clock in Italy, is called aperitivo. <laughs> What yes. we do right now, and I'm just saying because I got all my mouth watering, i am having, um, me and Raffaele, we are having some uh, salame felino, we have some speck della Brianza, we have some mortadone del um, cheese, some cheese, and also some uh, um, lambrusco. Of course. So just to let them know, 6.30, 7 o'clock, if you're not, what are you doing? Go get a drink, go get some food, go get some salami now, true. listen to Paolo, and now, now There we go. go, now we, we can talk. Raffaele, Raffaele. <laughs> Raffaele. So, so yeah, I mean, Fudiamo uh, was born pretty much out of the spirit, out of this inspiration. So I was also back in, in college organizing and throwing aperitivi a lot. And I did my college in, I went to college in Pisa, in Tuscany. But originally I'm from northern Italy. So I discovered, you know, the beautiful Tuscan cuisine. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and all. The, I fell in love with regional specialties, regional cheeses. And I was, you know... Um, trying to convince my friends to go, you know, to try out these trattoria in the countryside. So I always had this uh, this this passion. And uh, and then I came to the U.S. And maybe we can talk about that later. But anyway, long story short, I'm now in L.A. For, I've been in L.A. for nine years. Mm -hmm. And about three years ago, um, I was dating my uh, my girlfriend, who's now my wife. Mm -hmm. and uh, And she's Turkish, okay? So we were trying out all these new restaurants that uh, have opened in L.A. because it's been really a very good time for Italian restaurants mm -hmm. in L.A. And so we, I was kind of uh, introducing her to a lot of specialties, a lot of foods. You know, we were kind of getting to know each other, wanted her to know about foods. And, um, and she loved it. And we were, of course, having a, a great time. We started to also have more Italian products at home because I also wanted to, you know, cook or introduce her. I introduced her, for example, to Borrata. Mm. She became a huge fan. Yeah. She loved it. And uh, and then one day, as a matter of fact, yeah, one night she came back home from the supermarket and she told me, look, I found this uh, great deal on this Borrata. Um, and we, you know, we, we tasted it. It was good. And I thought, oh, it would be a really good to have a source of information like this online. Mm -hmm. If there was a website or a Facebook page or something on the web where I already spent a lot of my time, 
you know, looking for restaurants and stuff, I would follow it. I would be a fan. And I did some research and there really mm-hmm. wasn't. And because I, I had some notions really of HTML coding and how to put something online, mm-hmm. although very basic, I thought, you know what, maybe that's something I can do. Uh, maybe there's a, you know, an interest for that. And I wanted to basically do the same thing, kind of introducing people to these flavors. But of course, not just on a one-to-one basis, but on a yeah. one-to-many <laughs> basis. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much how we started. Nice. Yes, yes. And you were initially targeting the L.A. area, especially with a guide to find Italian food in L.A., um, restaurants, but also, you know, groceries uh, and, and all of that. Is that right? Yeah, uh, I probably at this point, we are expanding the, the, the geographic focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started to cover Orange County, which is the region south of uh, L.A., which also has, you know, a good dining scene. Uh, and that part, I think, I mean, is, is there and will always be there as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, but then there's also a part more of a, like a magazine on Italian food that is broader in that it just mm-hmm. addresses, you know, what's going on in the Italian food scene everywhere, like cookbooks, for example, or uh, yeah. what celebrities here in L.A. think about Italian food. Where And that's, you know, where Roberto... Yeah. you know, contributes a lot. And that, of course, has a broader appeal. And I love it. I mean, that's makes it really unique. <laughs> it does. Let's talk about that, Roberto. Uh, yeah. Where do you come into play here? Yeah, where, what was for him uh, the love for uh, Dida, his wife, now a wife, and the love for Burat? And she, it happened to me that uh, since I am also an editor for Italian magazine like Rolling Stone, Luomo Vogue, La Repubblica, I do write for the last 10, 15 years for Italian magazines, and I interview mostly musicians, actors, and uh, anything that's got to do with the entertainment field. Mm-hmm. Every time I finish an interview and I meet the guy again, so they kind of trust me, they look at me and say, hey, Roberto, where do you eat the best pasta? Where do you eat uh, the best pizza? Where do you eat? So where do you, where do you, where do you? I keep telling them, and one day my wife, Italian as well, mm-hmm. she said to me, why don't you do something? about this. So what I did was I went on the internet and look up for people that uh, write and had uh, sort of passion interest in food, Italian food specifically, and what they write. Mm-hmm. I found five or six of them. A couple of them for me were straight out, lying out about the, the, the quality of the food. A couple yeah. of them were not just my taste. It was like different mm-hmm. taste. Until I just um, happened to fall on this foodyama.com and I saw this guy with glasses and a Vespa. By the <laughs> way, I have a Vespa too. I have 1967 Primavera, original Italian Vespa. So he said, wait a minute, let me see the guy. So I look at him and he's going to a restaurant with this Vespa. He's talking to the chef. The chef is preparing his thing and he's checking. He's just chit-chatting with him. So mm-hmm. I said, Ooh, let me see what they talk about. I saw his pizza. I saw his thing. And I realized that whatever he said, he met my criteria of first, not lying, and two, be, yeah, lying is very important because you can lie about food. And oh, yeah. second, I said, why don't I call him up and find out something? You know, I can bring a whole other aspect of the spectrum yes. to these. Uh, we become a magazine. We will do interview with the chefs. We will take uh, videos. We will go with both our Vespas to interview people. We create a section called pizza. We create a section called, you know, different kinds of stuff. So when we met, it was... Um, it was great because we both are what the other guy is not. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I learned in my years that it's better not to have two or two two face off of the same coin. 
yes, yes. And then uh, that's how we really started. And, uh... So yeah, you, you guys became a magazine and you're featuring more and more topics. You also feature a lot of different contributors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about that, maybe, uh, Raffaele. Um, mm-hmm. How does that work? Like, do people uh, contribute um, articles and have a contract with you? If you can talk about the business side of things. Yeah. So uh, when I, when, you know, I told you a bit about how it started. And when I started, I, I was back then kind of uh, following other food magazines, like uh, online magazines, like, I don't know, Eater or Tasting Table. I would, and with mm-hmm. my wife, too. I was very familiar with, with those. Yeah. And I never thought of creating, I don't know, Rafa's blog or Rafa's, I don't know, visions of food. Mm-hmm. Something that, you know, makes me, I don't know, an influencer or like or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, because I, I'm just like not that type of, you know, person. Like I was willing to do it to kind of get it, get it started, to get yes. it, uh, you know, off the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only way to scale it, the only way to turn it into something serious and to turn it into a business would be to to delegate uh, as yeah. soon as like we reach a certain level to, to kind of uh, build a, a brand, you know, on our or, or like first on my own, like based on my own personal reputation. Then, of yeah. course, with Roberto's that, that helped a lot because he already had a reputation kind of. So we joined. So first, the foundation was our personal reputation. But then we transferred that to a brand and then we find people that, you know, we, we trust, we find people that we have a, like a, uh, you know, that meet certain requirements and yes. then we send them out and they will then, you know, go try restaurants and we'll, of course, you know, edit everything and be, um, uh, you know, kind of running everything, of course, and still uh, putting our faces on it, right. but it won't be. We have a test. If you want to be a Fudiamo writer, we make you take a test. Yeah. No, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> like Master Chef, you know, come here. You want to be a writer? You got to do this. Do it. Raviolo three ways. No, no, no. We, we are not. We're not. We're not. We're not. But probably you ask a few questions just to understand what kind of yeah. contributors you have. Because many of them are Italians from Italy and uh, some of them are not. But uh, obviously they, they, they cover a wide spectrum of topics now. How, yeah. many, how many people work for Fudiamo these days? Well, for, before we said that, we like we said that yeah, most of them are Italians because since we said that uh, you have to know the subject, you yes, want to write about Italian food, uh, you know, you better know not only what you're talking about, but where you're coming from. Since for us it's very important uh, the authenticity of what we talk about okay. has to be, you have to come with a certain knowledge, with a certain baggage, a certain heritage yeah, yeah. that has to do with Italian food, whether you are Italian or not. Obviously, it is easier. For somebody who's from Italy, yeah, it's easier. Somebody who really likes food, the eats, the cooks. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a chef, but I cook at home before. Because also our mothers, when yes. you're growing up, they teach you to do certain things. That's why every American woman I ever met just says, "How come you Italian guys know how to cook?" Mm-hmm. Because we've been taught food, life, fashion. There are three, four things that do belong to the Italian heritage. Yes, right. But we do also have other other contributors that are American, but they love. They have a passion for Italian food mm-hmm. because it's, uh, you know, the television, since uh, the many food channels mm-hmm. and everything like that, there are a lot of American people, they got to have a culture in Italian food. Mm-hmm. So we have um, also American. We, we, you know, we are not disc- discriminating against anyone. I told you, you, know, you have to do, no, no, you have to do a test. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't, no, you don't. But we have many. Many contributors also, let's say that you really love pasta. 
Then you come up to us and you say, oh, God, then you are, obviously, I'm not, I'm not going to send you out to, to cover the vegetarian dish. If that's what you love, you know what you're talking about, let's go with what you love. Yes. And so we have a lady that does care about, like, the equilibrium that there is between certain Italian foods and uh, the health aspect of the food. Or yes. the pro and cons, the truth and the lies about certain foods. Exactly. And we have somebody, a restaurant reviewer. Uh, we have Cinzia, for example, this is our Cinzia. Cinzia, she first went, she tasted some food, she sent me an article, I didn't even have to correct a single comma. Yes. She knew exactly what she was talking about, you read it, you see pictures, you eat it, you taste it, even without going to the restaurant. Yes. And we have Annalisa, and we have Adriano. Each one of them, Annalisa is one of us that brought us La Pizza al Taglio from Il Romanista. Mm-hmm. This is another trend that after uh, Raffaele can yeah. say, but it's the new thing that everybody need in, in, in L.A. is uh, kind yes. of scrambling around yeah, to yeah. come up with the concept of to open a pizza al taglio, pizza pala, some kind of sort of short version of a square pizza. Mm-hmm. And Annalisa was the first one that brought us one little thing that we loved. Uh, actually, I went there many pounds, many kilos ago. I stopped at uh, this place and, hey, so, you know, this is how it goes. That's great. So the one thing that I, that I noticed is that you are a voice from Italy. Uh, in the midst of uh, a lot of other voices. Uh, we're all okay with the Italian-American food. This is on cuisine and it can be done very well. But uh, we're not okay with people who just take advantage of the fact that Italian food is popular and open a restaurant uh, purely for business reasons without having the passion for Italian food or hiring <laughs> uh, an Italian chef or somebody who was maybe trained by an Italian chef. Yes, so... Thanks for bringing your voice into the equation in a powerful way, in a, in a pretty way, and in a, you know, well-packaged way. Thanks. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we do. Like, there are certain dishes that might not be as, uh, as Italian 2018. Like, it could be, like, uh, it could be an Alfredo sauce and a chicken cacciatore. If you guys at home know exactly what is a cacciatore, <laughs> let us know. But they do belong to the Italian cuisine. They do belong to our origin. Obviously, it is just uh, how you look uh, at a dish and how it is. Um, That's precisely. We're not discussing them. We're just like, you know, uh, you know, first of all, the, the only thing that uh, I, personally, you have to pronounce it. You cannot say burrata. You cannot <laughs> say, I can give you bruschetta. some bruschetta. <laughs> I can have some, some mozzarella. This thing, it really drives me nuts because, <laughs> you know, if your name is George, I got to say George. Yes. Speaking of the name... Should we talk about Fudiamo? I loved it from the, the, the very first time. Love at first sight. Me too, me too. Raffaele, <laughs> me too. It was Raffaele, me too. I love the name. First it's amazing. Name, name the logo. Because in the logo, because again, you know, it, it marries a, an English word that Italians understand with an Italian verb that I think Americans understand because it's one of the words andiamo or mangiamo that, that people are familiar with, even if they don't speak much Italian. And obviously, it sounds really nice and it looks really good. So, congratulations on the name. How was it born? Is it yours, Raffaele? Yeah. So, I back, you know, when I started, I did a lot of brainstorming and my friends will and my wife especially you know i kind of submitted a lot of uh, proposals to them uh i kind of also use some online services that you know so some people for for like a fee will kind of do a brainstorming on their own okay and mm-hmm. check that and you kind of write everything down i still have those those notebooks um And then, you know, while I was in this process, I think I just stumbled upon it, like while trying different combinations. And, 
And then, unfortunately, I mean, it was not so perfect in that, um, unfortunately, I the, the, the domain, for example, which is very important, the fudiamo.com, mm-hmm. uh, well, I had to, that was, was for sale, basically, because some somebody, some, some, somebody else, when I didn't know, was mm-hmm. probably uh, hoping to develop it and to make something out of it. So I had to pay for that. And also, the and it, as it turned out, also, there was an Instagram and there still is an Instagram per account in, in Italy that has that, you know, ad, Fudiamo. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, at that point, I thought it was just representing what I wanted to do so perfectly that I decided to go with it, even though there were costs to yes. it. That, and also, I wanted to be broad. I wanted for it to be a container to be filled with whatever would come up. So I didn't want to be, I don't know, Rafa's recipes or the table of Italian, like, it had to be about Italian food, but also be very broad for any future, I don't know, expansion, because you never know really when you start, you know, like a business, what really it will be about eventually. Yes, so. I like the scientific approach and uh, the analysis and the evaluation you did. That, that's awesome. I recommend that. Uh, I regret using my, my first name, which was Quattro Fromaggio and other disgraces on the menu, uh-huh. because something misspelled uh, is definitely not a good idea <laughs> for something that people will have to remember. Um, it was meant to catch people who look for the wrong spelling, but in retrospect, it was bad. So nice work again on, on the name. So we're about uh, close to the end of this interview. Thanks so much. I wanted to end with... with, uh, with wait a, a second, wait a second. You mentioned Quattro Formaggio. Yes. To your people out there, people out there, which are the Quattro Formaggio, the four cheeses necessary to create a great gnocchi a Quattro Formaggi, or everybody fell in love with the cacio e pepe to yes. go back 50 years, 1920s, the Alfredo's pasta is similar. It was done, obviously, with a touch of Parmesan cheese, touch of butter. And it was the one that opened uh, every door to what is called the cacio e pepe. Yes. And now, you know, the Quattro Formaggi, so you people out there, think about it. Which are the four pieces? <laughs> and the time is going. <laughs> Maybe I will ask you guys to give your answers. Do you want to go first, Raffaele? So we'll, okay. we'll just go by, by elimination. One is... Gorgonzola. Yeah, that's the only one I could come you up with. You have to have, certainly to have. Definitely okay. Gorgonzola. A stronger okay. component that will melt down and leave definitely a fragrancy. Gorgonzola is the one. Then you have, a, yes, and then you have a taleggio. It's not that by any chance we throw in some different kind of cheesy, like when you go to America. Most American places, not the real restaurant that they learn it, but some American places have three cheeses, two cheeses. There's no such a thing as two cheeses. <laughs> if you do a taleggio and Gorgonzola pasta, it's called taleggio. And gorgonzola pasta. But four cheeses are one is the taleggio, mm-hmm. one is the gorgonzola, the four, the third one is definitely the parmesan cheese because yes. it releases some acid, it releases some, some ointment, some greasiness that will really melt yes. really wonderfully with any kind of pasta that you put in. And the four cheese, uh, I have no idea. Yeah. You pick what you got <laughs> in the refrigerator. But, <laughs> Yes, I also always wondered, when you say four cheese, quattro formaggi, pizza, uh, do they count the mozzarella or not as one of the four cheeses? Uh, uh, that's another pizza, difficult one. Yeah, difficult. Yeah, pizza, they do. They do want pizza, pizza, normally they do. Yeah. they do. And would you feature tomato sauce on that pizza or not? Is it a no. white pizza? <laughs> yes, it I is. I think so. I For think me, so yes, too. absolutely. It's like yeah. everybody's got a, like, you know, you have your own uh, pet pizza. But if I take something with four <laughs> cheeses, there is no, no way now that you're going to put some tomato sauce in it. 
Okay. Okay. In Italia, yes. and I tell you another secret, in Italy, mm-hmm. people out there, the fourth component of the cheese. In Italy, it's something that's a very soft, it's a very delicate, non-pasteurized cheese. It could be something like stracchino mm-hmm. which, or robiola, which mm-hmm. is very famous in Milano, in yes. the north. Fresh, fresh cheese, uh, because yes. it has to melt, it has to release, it breaks down chemically. And release. So right now, we don't have them, but in LA, they start to make it. Stracchino, they start to make it this kind of cheese. And we know, for example, one of them, Mimo, Stefano, uh, you know, Mimo di Stefano cheese, they're making great Stracchino. I tasted oh, it. It's fantastic. I, I love Stracchino. It. It's so hard to find I don't here. Know where they make it or where they make it, but you know, this is probably going to be in, the, in our next uh, subject is somebody, <laughs> some, 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 some people make one. See what, what you did, Roberto, there. You know, even though it's four cheeses, they're not random. There's, there's a little thinking that goes behind uh, it. You know, uh, you need some saltiness. You need some flavor. You need something soft and, and delicate to kind of make it lighter and easier to swallow because, you know, you don't want to eat all that gooey cheese. So, yeah, and so these are the type of things that you will get from an Italian born in Italy who appreciates yeah. those kind of subtleties. And it's not just throwing in some cheeses that vaguely sound Italian together, like Romano and Parmigiano and something that ends in ano, ano, ano. Because that's not uh, actually a kind of joke in Italian, that word. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah, <laughs> so, what yes. kind of cheese? Something that ends with Anu. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh. Guys, we're out of time. It was wonderful talking with you. Uh, for everybody listening. Wait a stop, stop. What is your favorite food? Oh, Paolo. What? My own? You. Okay, so what my own favorite food. food? Now I'm being interviewed you. by Fudiamo. That's an honor. So my favorite food to cook and to eat is always going to be risotto. So I'm a risotto. I'm from Milan. Ah, uh, yes, ah. risotto la milanese, especially uh, yellow with saffron. And I would add a Parmesan rind in it. And I'll eat that too. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That, that's that's also, my, my... Do you my... do it with some Prosecco? You put some Prosecco in it? Well, okay. yes. That would be great. Uh, start with a Prosecco would, would be great. We call it sometimes yeah. risotto allo spumante uh, or allo ah, champagne. Yeah, yeah. Esatto. Uh, so, so that would be definitely a great thing to do. It has to be very, very light. Um, and what is yours? Now I have to ask you, Roberto. What is your uh, favorite dish? I told you, my favorite dish in the whole world is... Uh, Spaghetti, aglio, olio e peperoncino. Oh. I know it sounds stupid. It sounds no, it uh, does not. Olive oil and spaghetti. It's got to be right. It's got to be done. Often, even I cannot make it completely perfect. Perfect. Because it's, there it's are difficult. some so easy components. Since this is also the basic truth of Italian food. Right. The easiest, the, it tastes the better. And sometimes it just, you know, it's because it, you can taste the three, four ingredients without nothing in it. Exactly. So the easier you make it, the better it is. Also, the most difficult to make it because sometimes... Yes, they have to be perfect. Yeah, you don't have any, any wiggle room. Yes. And, and Raffaele, what is yours? I guess I would go with pasta la norma. Oh, great. Yeah. When that. it comes to pasta, I, I love eggplants in all their, you know, declinations. And yeah, and, you know, it put slaps and fried eggplants, grace some ricotta salata. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that dish. Some of my best friends from college are from Sicily, so I visited uh, Palermo like many times and that's where I discovered yes, it yes. I fell in love there's also pesto la trapanese which uh-huh. is delicious yeah. and I just discovered recently I'm from the north and I really didn't know much yeah, of yeah. Uh, southern food I'm actually learning oh here now that I'm here so that's yeah. awesome <laughs> again it was a pleasure we'll touch base later on if it's okay guys okay so I love you okay. Okay. Mangia, mangia. it's dinner time now your aperitivo time is over now it's time to yeah. go, go go find a restaurant okay we ate everything done Talk Ciao, later, guys. Guys. See you. good luck with everything
Talk soon. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you, Paolo. Thank Ciao, you. ciao.